This is Danny Marino from The Agonist. Hey, this is Cobra Page from Cobra and the Lotus. What's up? This is Tim Roth from Into Eternity. Hey, this is Cam Pipes from Three Inches of Blood. This is Brittany Slays from Unleash the Archers, and you're listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. Rock on! with another metal artist interview to melt your ears. I'm extremely honored to be joined by Corey Hoffing and Greg Rounding from the Canadian metal band Crimson Shadows. Corey and Greg, thank you both for coming on the Great Metal Debate podcast. Thanks for having them. Nice to be here. And so we're talking to you from outside Backstage Cafe in Covington, Kentucky, where Crimson Shadows is opening for Unleash the Archers. But you guys were not originally supposed to be on this bill. Tell us how it happened that Crimson Shadows joined this tour. Uh, well, we uh, did a month-long tour uh, west coast with Necrogoblicon, and Unleashed the Archers were flying home from their uh, Japanese and China tour, uh, and they were staying with me the day that we got home. They found out that Hibria wasn't able to do the, the tour with them. Their visas got denied, so it was literally the day we got home from that tour, a month on the road, they kind of looked at us like, hey, do you want to hop on and do this with us we've been friends for the last like close to six years and uh we've always wanted to tour with them and this was the opportunity that we were looking for i guess so that's pretty much it and so it was just fortuitous that you guys had some time available and were, were able to fit right in yep yeah we had the time available other than our singer jimmy he had to stay home so we have a replacement singer for this tour uh jp so he, he's doing really well and um yeah we've been having fun it's it's a tour with our buddies, basically, but we're hitting a lot of markets that we haven't hit before, and that's why it was uh, it was really positive to go forward with this. Well, that was going to be my next question. You guys have been to the U.S. before on a number of occasions. What places have you been to, and what experiences have you had that this new opportunity availed you of? Uh, well, we we hit the the West Coast, uh, like California, up to uh, Seattle, and out to Texas. And- that was that was our it was our first time this summer uh, going down that south and that far west uh, with Necrogoblicon. and uh, it was awesome meeting tons of new fans and and people who've loved us for years that never got the chance to see us because we've only really toured in Canada um, and and then hitting all these uh, new markets like it's really not that far away like New York and like Boston are only are within like eight to ten hours which almost any other Canadian city is about eight hours away. So, like, us being a band for the last uh, nine years and not playing those cities that close, where we see a lot of fans who have been fans of ours since our first album, Glory on the Battlefield, and it's great uh, getting to finally play for them. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And so, for folks who are not familiar with Crimson Shadows, how would you describe what people should expect from the band, both in terms of music as well as what you will provide performing on stage? Well, a lot of people say we're like Dragon Force on steroids. That's been the <laughs> that's been the ongoing joke. But um, 
we're we're a high energy band. We we put a lot of energy into our stage show and little props here and there, and uh, we want to reflect our music as much as possible on stage. It's it's fast paced, really hard hitting music. So we try our best to put ourselves out there the way our music is sounding. Have you guys seen Dragon Force? Yep. Yeah, we've we've seen them. We've met them. We've partied with them. We've <laughs> done all that stuff. We basically started the band because of Dragon Force, so it was uh, it was easy to to follow follow their lead, but in a new direction with with more death metal vocals and stuff like that. I get to see them in like a month or so, so I'll be interested to compare what I see from you guys tonight and yeah. what I see in a month to see if that story is true. So we've talked with a few different uh, metal bands from the Montreal area on our podcast before, but no one from Toronto. What's that Toronto metal scene like? The Toronto metal scene is always, uh, it's always been building in its own way. Uh, right now there's more of, a, more of a thrash scene, but it used to be more of a death metal scene. It's just whatever's in at the time usually. But we've always been uh, been successful there. Our fans there have been fantastic. And, uh, yeah, the scene's always blossoming in a new way. So it's, it's kind of cool to see it built. Any new up-and-coming bands that maybe I wouldn't have heard of that I should be looking for in the future? Any kids kind of nipping at your heels right now? Um, nothing big that I can think of. Like, uh, Skullfist has been around for a while, uh, and Cauldron as well. They're kind of like the staples of the Toronto scene right now. Um, there's been a lot of bands coming and going uh, that you kind of see, like they, you can see them getting really good, but then members just move away and everything. Uh, one of the bigger bands is uh, Vesperia. Uh, they won the Vodka Metal Battle this past year, kind of following in our footsteps. Uh, so that was awesome to see them. That We've been good friends with them for a long time. So they're they're probably one of the the bigger Toronto bands coming out right now for sure. Well, uh, talking about that whack and metal battle, you guys were the winners back in 2013, and I would imagine that had a huge impact on the band. Now, two years later, can you kind of speak to what that opportunity and what you've been able to make from it? Well, that opportunity uh, it opened a lot of doors for us in uh, in just regular regular promotion and just getting our name out there. And whenever we go to shows, everyone's asking us, how was Germany, how was Bakken, how was all this stuff? And it was an incredible experience. And it, uh, it, really, it really boosted our career in a way that uh, we got to experience a lot of different things. We got a lot of different offers from, uh, from, uh, from different people for different, different opportunities. So, um, yeah, it was, it was nothing but good for us. So, we're, uh, yeah, we're happy to, to tell the, the story about it. And did you feel like that really helped to expand your audience as far as d- different areas of the world? I think so, yeah. When we uh, we toured Europe um, with Ailstorm and uh, Brainstorm last year, and a lot of people have heard of us from, from Bakken. So a lot of people had come out just because we played that 20-minute set at the, the Open Air Festival. So, yeah, that was really cool to see that. Did you get to meet any famous bands, artists that you had been admiring for years any any stories along those lines uh well we've been kind of friends with the uh, ailstorm guys for a little bit so hanging out with uh danny they're now ex-guitar player uh he would just like run into random people like uh matt from trivium and uh we're hanging out with the lamb god guys a little bit it's kind of cool uh just because it's one big party and one big one big family uh when you're just standing around in the artist area and stuff like that like you know i was hanging out on Whitechapel's bus and 
Yeah. You know, like they're they're really stoked to hang out with people from their own continent. <laughs> so, like, you know, we kind of bonded in that kind of way. So, yeah. Well, Wacken's a pretty big stage. We're here at a lot smaller venue, and you guys are on a tour with at smaller venues. Do you guys have a preference for like stage size you perform on? Do you do you, do you feel like you have a better rapport with audiences in smaller venues, or or do you want to? You want to play for as many people as you possibly can in one given outing. Well, you always want to play for as many people as you can because that's that many people watching your band and you know making it grow in that sense. But um, like we say, uh, we put on the same show if there's ten people or ten thousand people. It doesn't really matter to us. But the the bigger states, the better because we like to run around and do you know more theatrical stuff like. We're not into pyrotechnics yet, but I'm sure we will be eventually. <laughs> but, some of the some of the smaller stages can uh, get that more intimate atmosphere that gives the the, the fans uh, a, a cooler show in that that retrospect. Like where you, you know you're just closer to them. Like everybody's right there. There may only be like forty to eighty people in this like tiny little venue, but like it gets hot and sweaty in there, and it it makes for a, a great show. So. Sounds great. Like you've thought a little bit about one day when you do have that arena headlining. What what you want to do there? The futures. Like like one of my favorite bands is Kiss, and I loved Kiss growing up. And they had such a big, big show. It wasn't just uh, wasn't just about the music. It's all about the music for us. But to have that theatrical stuff behind it is uh, is very important to me too. I wanted to ask you, Corey. Your brother Ryan is one of the band's guitarists. What's it like uh, having your brother in the band? Is that uh, is, is it all professional, or does that cause some issues, or what, what's that like for you? We keep it pretty professional. Um, it can get hard sometimes. Sometimes I want to yell at him, but, uh, you know, he's uh, he's my brother, so we, we kind of keep it pretty calm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's great. We've been uh, pretty much best friends since we started playing music together. We get along great, so... You know, sometimes we end up arguing with the other guys, and sometimes it's hard for them because we well, we usually stick together and we we think kind of alike. So you know, it can be different, difficult for everyone else in that you know in that way. But uh, for me, no, it, it's great, and uh, you know, hopefully he feels the same way about it. So, man, times family time. So yeah, exactly. So, guys, after this North American tour is complete, what's next for Crimson Shadows, and when can we expect a follow-up to 2014's Kings Among Men? Uh, well, right now, uh, we really want to look at getting back to Europe, but uh, as soon as we go go home, uh, come home from this run, uh, we're going to start writing. Like, that's uh, the biggest thing. Uh, it's been a year since the release of Kings Among Men, and uh, almost a year and a half since we started, like, finish writing so yeah that's uh that's the biggest thing for us right now is uh getting back and writing uh not too sure when we'll go into the studio or anything like that I'm hoping uh for release in 2016 or early 2017 so but we uh put a lot of miles on the band so uh we want to use that as uh kind of inspiration for the next record for sure and you said go home to write. Do you do any writing on the road, or is, or is that pretty much just performance and really focus on that when you get back home? Yeah, we, we like to focus more on our performance, but there's, like you said, there's there's influences coming from everywhere. So we're constantly taking in things to put in our brains to lay down in the, in the studio at home. So, we yeah, we predominantly write at home. Um, 
in the future, we're going to look into getting computers for the road. When we have some downtime, we throw on some guitar riffs and build it that way, just so we can continue the process a bit faster. And have a road studio going yeah. for yourself. A road studio, yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Well, guys, wrapping up with you today, what are the best ways for fans to access music and merchandise from Crimson Shadows? Uh, best way is come see us live. To be honest, yeah, come out when we're in your town. Uh, if not, uh, our label, Napalm Records, they have a, a store. We also have a, a band camp. We're working on updating. Uh, we have a benchmark uh, website as well for merchandise. So uh, we're looking at updating our, our T-shirt designs and uh, stuff like that. Uh, but you can get our album and our vinyl through there. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty much the best way there. But uh, if, we're, if we're playing in your city, come out and see us. You know, hang out, have some beers with us, you know. We're great dudes, I think so, anyways. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. People seem to like us, so, you know, where going? Well, I've only heard good things. I'm really excited to see you all rock out tonight here in Covington, Kentucky. And I do want to encourage our listeners, go online, check out Kings Among Men, get that album, check out all the merchandise, come out to a show. If you have an opportunity, watch for them touring. This is a touring band. Greg and Corey, so appreciate you guys joining us. And again, really excited to see you all perform this evening. Thank you very much. It was our pleasure. Thank you.